We're going to go from zero to 100,000 followers within six months. And today we're at two followers. <laughs> My name is Ozzy. My name is Sophia. And you're listening to Creators, Creators Voices. Voices. Yay! Yay! What we're going to talk about today is the three key takeaways, what we've learned from consuming over 100 hours of Alex Ramosi's content. Yeah, we're huge, huge, huge Alex Ramosi. And uh, Lila, <laughs> my girl. Lila as well. <laughs> I love her. And this is across his podcast. They're both of theirs. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I consume both of their content. Uh, podcast, yeah. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and book. And their course, too. And interviews. They have a and the course, yes, and their interviews. Yeah. So well, I, I think 100 hours is kind of an underestimate, but it just yeah. sounds better. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we've had more than 100 hours of consuming Alex Hermosi's content and Layla yeah and Layla and um but yeah let's let's get started three takeaways that we've learned and we'd love to share with you guys starting with number one Sophia you start off of course I start <laughs> off this guy <laughs> do you already have your three or are you still thinking about it I'm still thinking about mine that's what you're right, going anyway, first so I have mine already because I come prepared <laughs> go for it the first two apply more to my business, which is an e-commerce store, women's clothing, women's accessories. It's, I guess it's not really something that is just like a one-liner. For me, my takeaway from him that I've gathered and applied to my business are more mindset shifts more than anything. So it's not just like, oh, he said this one thing and it's like what I run with forever. It's more after listening to all of this, how I'm applying it to my business. Yeah. And it's like the mindset that I'm going into it now. So the first thing is obviously the offer. Um, I've upped a lot of my offers in general as far as what I can provide to the customer. So I was offering discounts. I was offering, you know, um, bonuses. I was offering free accessories if they purchase certain things from my website that I felt like really started working out um, in the past month. I will say this. I do think um, my past month's revenue is on track to double what I did last month. What? Yeah. How, uh, so, so little disclaimer, August for me personally has always been a better month. So it was kind of expected, but yeah. I, I would not say that that's all it is. If I went into it this, with the same mindset before consuming their content, I think I wouldn't have had as much uh, as much success for sure because yeah. we are going through, you know, a technical recession depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. <But> exactly. <laughs> now, before you continue though, I have yeah. a question. I have a yeah, question yeah, yeah. because can you tell them, can you tell them what exactly did he, did you, What's your takeaway? What did he say about an offer? Like, what, what is it? Well, the biggest thing was just reading the, the book, right? The title of the book is literally a $100 million offer. And he yeah. said something that, you know, he said something that is um, something along the lines of make an offer so good that people feel stupid not taking it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I mean, and I think with e-com, it's a little different. The thing is, like, the things that I sell aren't necessarily necessities. It's not like they have to buy my shirt or buy my hoodie yeah. and that they need it. So it's not, so I didn't take it like that where I had to do that, but I took it as how do I juice up the offer Yeah. from, from the way that I would offer my customers. Yeah. So going back to, instead of lowering her prices to compete with other customers, she's adding more value 
Correct. To and bonuses. Her offer. And bonuses. Either yeah. that's discounts or adding on to something on top of what they're already getting that is low cost to me to provide. Yeah. But is something that seems valuable. So, for example, I noticed that there was a boba keychain that everybody wanted to buy for some reason when they were purchasing my backpack. And then I included that as part of an offer for anybody who purchases more than $50 oh, worth of stuff. that's so interesting. But then it doesn't cost me that much. Okay, so hold up. So you noticed a pattern of people purchasing that keychain. Yeah. So what you're doing is like, okay, since I'm noticing this pattern. Yeah, you can have it I'm going to see if I can. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can include it into the offers. So this way, right. it's more of an incentive to purchase. Yeah, uh, like exactly. That. So it increases customer uh, customer um, value, uh, average order value, excuse me. And, you know, it's funny because it's like when I say it out loud, it's not something revolutionary. It's not something that I didn't know before, but it's just like a, a nice reminder to have somebody like Alex and any mentor that you listen to on YouTube or whatever, and then kind of hearing it and then being like, okay, I should be doing that too. Um, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, so many things are happening at once it's hard to just remember all these things, all these yeah. little tactics. Um, and it's about timing too. You know, um, the reason why August is a good month for me is because of back to school. So sales naturally go a little bit higher because people are preparing to go back to school where there's college, yeah. high school, whatever. So people buy more. And if you throw that in, you kind of secure the deal because they are technically looking for backpacks and schools, uh, supplies and stuff like that. But it's just making sure that getting to that yes and getting to that sales uh, sale for the customer is easier um, because there's an incentive and yeah. there's more of a bonus. So it's not even just about discount. It's like about adding little things like that in there. Um, so that's the first thing It's choosing up the offer in the best way that I can. Right. Yeah. So um, can I share my. Oh, yeah, for one? sure. <laughs> yeah. So like that we can go back and yeah, forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So my number one takeaway and this has to uh, this has to be within content. So one of the things that Alex Ramosi would do is he would bring he would like just dump all of his thoughts into Twitter and whatever it would pick up, he would create content off of that. That was amazing because typically you wouldn't just normally test out content. Yes, just to any platform. It pushed me to, you know, push TikTok, use TikTok yeah. to test out my content. And whatever does well, I create content off of that or push that content on Instagram and shorts mm -hmm. that right there has helped me a lot. Yeah. It was my first time getting a short to a million views. 10 million. Oh t yeah. Well, <laughs> a short, I didn't even have a million <laughs> and now it goes to ten, over 10 millions on a short. I think the last time I checked it was at 11 million, right? Yeah. It's at 11. So That's it's growing. Crazy. So what's great is this. I wasn't going to put shorts on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to mix shorts and long form content. But then I noticed that Alex is pushing shorts as well. And like it's crazy. growing like crazy. And people are loving his content. Then that actually pushed me to do the same. Yeah. And within a month, I got over 20,000 subscribers. Woo! From just implementing this, you guys. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my one takeaway. That's amazing. To use a platform to test out content, whatever works, amplify that content yeah. uh, to uh, the other platforms. Yeah, and do you change it in any way from TikTok to YouTube? If do you it fix does it? very well on TikTok, then I keep it the same and post it on YouTube. Or if I notice that 
I can improve it and somehow mm-hmm. that I will tweak it. Yeah. But TikTok and Instagram are my testing platforms right now. Instagram too or just TikTok? Uh, well, first it goes TikTok, then yeah. in- Instagram too. Yeah, I because I'm all about YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. it's important because YouTube audience, I feel are more used to the polished looking videos, yeah. more like high produced. I think TikTok can, can get away with like a, you know, low quality video. Um, but I think YouTube, I feel like your customers or your customers, Jesus. Yeah. viewers, <laughs> your viewers probably have higher expectations of you, especially. Yeah. Well, that's depending on what they're used to watching from your content. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. All right. Number two, Sophia, number two. So the second one kind of ties into the first one, but it's just going the opposite way, which is how do I increase margin for myself? And I think this is the reason why it's so funny. Alex and Layla, they focus more on e-com or I'm sorry, not e-com learning businesses or e-learning businesses because it's high margin and more um, service-based products. And I'm on the e-com side and I feel like the reason why they don't like necessarily too much um, the e-com side of things is because of the margin. And it is unfortunately not the highest margin. But I, you know, and, and so th- that's like a whole nother conversation of the business as a whole. But for me, it's more about the actionable steps that I can take right now to increase margin. So I actually increased a lot of the prices on the stuff that I noticed were a little bit too low. Yeah. Nice. That's good. <laughs> I was like, the thing is like, it, I know, again, it, I know it sounds so simple. And I know it's one of those things where you just, you've heard it a thousand times before. I knew it before. But there's something different about actually doing it because you're so scared of increasing a price that of items that have been doing well because you're like well what if they what if they stop buying you know that's that's scary so that was kind of always my struggle and i always came into the mindset of oh how do i get the cost to be as low as possible for our customers when it's like that's not that shouldn't be your focus your focus should be obviously the value the bonus the offers all that thing all those things but the reason why you want to increase your margin is because you want to be able to have the wiggle room with the margin to you know, improve your services or improve the operations within your own company so that you can do whatever you want. So in turn, even though the customer is paying maybe $5 extra now, they're going to get a lot more value if you're able to allocate that money. You know, I'm, I'm hiring another person, for example, yeah. like to do my product descriptions and stuff like that. So it's just like an example. So I don't really necessarily see it as like, oh, I'm greedy. I'm charging more because I want to charge more. No, I'm charging more because I kind of need the money to make it better. Yeah, well, you, you, that's the way you grow a business or else your business is not going to grow. Yeah, but you know, it's funny. is that, And I, I know that they talked about this too. They had this weird thing about like charging a lot of money. Yeah. But it's not It's not about the money. It's about what you, you can do with that money to in turn go back to helping your customers even more with their experience Yeah. Um, as a customer, as your customer and fulfilling that promise that you have with them you know, servicing them the right way. But you can only do that with money. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. You're, oh, you're raising the you. prices because we've, <laughs> we've talked about this and I know how hard it is for you to raise yeah. the prices on your products. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, for sure. you and know, thrive you, really. It's not yeah. even just about surviving, I think. Yeah, and you, sometimes you got to take some risks and you got to test it out. Yeah. You got to test it out. Yeah. You won't know till you test it out. You yeah. can only assume. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you need that feedback. Right. And going back to what I was saying earlier about like reminders, I think another one of their lines that they said, um, I, I forget it was Layla or Alex, but um, entrepreneurs don't need to be taught. They need to be reminded because mm. a lot of these things, it's so true. It's like, I know these things. You say it and I'm like, I've heard that. But actually doing it, getting reminded to do it, getting reminded to be like, hey, like, have you thought of another offer, another bonus? It's like it's a continuous thing. So yeah. just because you know all this knowledge doesn't mean you're a good entrepreneur. Yeah. You have to put it in action at the right time and it has to be the right things, too, that you put in place. So, yeah, yeah that's the second. Sweet. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, no, thank you. That was really good. That was really good. Man, I got something in my. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you need eye drop? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, number two for myself. Um, takeaway. One of the main things that Alex Ramosi talks about is how the importance of investing in yourself. And that's a huge takeaway. Now, I've never thought about, you know, taking courses, going to events and such things. Because for me, I used to think like, oh, those are all like scams. Yeah. Or why am I going to pay a thousand dollars or five dollars or a thousand dollars to go to this event like what am i gonna get out of it like mm-hmm. you know but there's so much value yeah so much value in these events and but as well you have to do research on what's best for you well which courses you should take which events you should uh, be attending right and having a budget as well but this is the first time that i'm actually allocating budget towards investing in myself and prioritizing and, it and prioritizing it this is huge and i'm excited because you know maybe finding somebody that i can talk to pay somebody and, and have like hey can you teach me how you're doing such and such yeah you know it could be anything in video editing within my business within my filming within whatever skill that i want to improve now i'm not going to be afraid to pay somebody to share with me the knowledge that they have that they've gained throughout so many years of experience because you know, how am I supposed to get better? Why why am I going to do try to do everything? Yeah. Try to learn everything. So so uh slow pace. Yeah. I rather know right away. Right. Um from somebody that's very knowledgeable in whatever it is that I want to learn. But yeah. I'm very excited about that. Very excited. And Sophia and I have been talking about this a lot. The thing is like networking too. It's so important to network. Yeah. You know, let's say we want to interview people on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. How are we going to sit right here? Yeah, sit right here. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need another one of these pillows. I know. (laughs) By the way, for those of you who have followed so far, thank you so much. Please leave a comment down below. We would love to start interacting interacting with you guys, talking to you guys. So Mm -hmm. make sure you uh, you comment. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, Sophia, number three. So number three, um, I got this from Layla for the most part. I think I'm at the point now where I do need to delegate some tasks or tasks that shouldn't involve me. But I love listening to her when it comes to management and hiring out superstars. And the thing that I believe either I keep confusing who said what, but I know one of them said the the success of your company at a certain point depends on how many superstars you have in your company. Um, so pretty much I'm trying to hire somebody right now for copywriting and product description. And I have such a high expectation of what I want now. Whereas before I would hire somebody and I'd be like, oh, they're good enough. It's okay. Like they'll grow over time. 
no i'm looking for a superstar from the start <laughs> like point blank end of story period i don't want to be at the position to be completely honest be at the position where i'm at now because i do have a person that i work with that i think is good but i don't necessarily think she's going to be management level yeah you know somebody that i can entrust to do more tasks than what she's doing right now yeah do i want to fire her no but do i want to keep her it's like i'm i'm at that point where i'm like i'm not sure and that's because i made the mistake of thinking that things were going to be better sorry um yeah i thought that things were going to be better down the line from the start now it's completely opposite i'm going to go with my gut if i don't feel like they're going to be a good fit and maybe they have potential doesn't matter i'm going to look at what they're at now it's not about the potential yeah and and i believe what they mentioned too like you got to hire people that are better than you at Mm -hmm. what it is that you're looking for yeah so they better bring into the table when it comes to copywriting to the point where you're like oh i like this yeah for sure um it shouldn't be where you have to manage them where you have to be like oh can you you know too much micromanagement yeah you know? for sure for sure yeah yeah that's good. so that's the third takeaway for sure takeaway number three for myself is you know one of the things that alex mentions as well is the fact that you know we, when you try to take ownership of your whole business like you don't want to share any part of the pie because <laughs> you want full ownership of it yeah but the issue with that is that you're going to limit yourself. You're not going to expand. So one of the things that he talks about is like, you got to give part of your pie to get to the bigger pie. Right. To get, to be able to expand. Yeah. You have to bring in people, partnerships. Yep. He's talking about. Yeah. And that like really, really got me open to partner with Sophia. Ah! With this podcast, <laughs> you know? <laughs> because she's so talented. She Aww. brings in a lot of knowledge talent hard work dedication she's smart she's a quick learner she's she's a business owner so it's like i'm really excited to be able to start a business with the podcast with you know creators voices because i think this is gonna be big you guys so if you're not following be sure to follow i know it's gonna be big yeah we know yeah we're excited we're excited (laughs) but yeah share the part of your pie if you want to expand don't right. don't try to keep it all to yourself because but that pie is only going to get you so far. Sophia, oh, any yes. uh, last words you would like to mention? Uh, we can go on and on, but we'll go on the next episode. Yeah. See you guys in the next episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.